G'day wrestling fans, Chris Funderhog here with Alex Three Wounds for another edition of Wrestling Old Style. This time talking the weekly wrestling wrap. Alex, how you going, mate? I'm laughing, mate. I am feeling fantastic. Uh, it's the festive season. Like my tree's up, the lights are flashing. Um, we've got presents under the tree. I used to hate Christmas, but I, I love it now. I'm just a massive dork for it now. I, I can cut this out if you like, but dare I ask, was that because of your uh, Filipino background? Uh, not necessarily that. Uh, to be quite frank, there was just... It's also from the Aussie side of things, I just didn't have the best uh, people to spend Christmas with sometimes. And you can leave this in. Um, especially when they were younger, they were just rough to hang out with so for many years it was just me my mum my dad and my lola and we would by ourselves and we'd never deal out of it besides you know giving each other elaborate presents and all that sort of stuff and then i started dating lovely eliza and i got welcomed into big family christmases and all that sort of stuff and now i just love it it's just so much fun yeah, I suppose that's one thing that I did take for granted growing up. Um, <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> no, not a problem. No, um, yeah, I, I never had, like, horrifying Christmases. They just weren't that big of a deal. Like, especially being an only child, like, you just want to hang out with your friends on your school holidays, but you can't hang out with your friends because they're all doing family stuff. So... <laughs> It used to just be like one of the most boring days of the year, unless it was that year that mum and dad gave me a Nintendo 64, played WCW versus NWO World Tour for eight hours. Played Goldeneye. <laughs> oh, I played a lot of that too. Oh my God. <laughs> I've still got my Nintendo 64. It's in running condition. Oh, I'm going to bust that open soon, I reckon. Oh man. Um, but yeah, I suppose outside of the ratings news that I want to touch on when we get to those shows, um, of course, if there's any holiday feedback, leave that in. Otherwise, any big news this week that you saw? Oh, um, I suppose we'll probably touch on the Wrestle Kingdom card later, right? Yeah, we can discuss that on the uh, the end of the R block once we announce the R block winner. Yes, I wonder who. Hmm. Um, Bradbury, Bradbury, Bradbury. I honestly am, like, quietly confident, but I haven't, like, bothered counting up points or anything, so I just could be on, setting myself on. up for misery. Hang on, I'll just check with Hamish. Uh, uh, he's just made the single for the third umpire. I suppose we can get back to that later. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. What have I done? Um, what sort of news is there to talk about? I honestly can't really think of too much. Um, yeah. I do have updates. Turns out my feral cat wound got infected, but now I'm on medication and doing well from it, so there's the heads up on that, humans. Uh, apparently feral cats can be quite... Uh, dirty. 
Yeah, who would have guessed? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, oh, I suppose we might as well touch on it now. Uh, Alex is going to enjoy a summer break because he's been on lockdown for over, well, 130 days, so he's having some time off. Yeah, yeah. I. You never know. You never know. Um, your schedule's pretty all over the place, but you never know when our schedules will align and I'll make a surprise appearance because there's one thing that's for certain about fruity is that nothing's for certain <laughs> yeah i was waiting for that um yeah. uh, very lightweight on outside of uh tv show news so i suppose we'll just jump straight down to it uh wednesday december the 9th 2020 for impact wrestling impact that starts with an aw dynamite highlight video what, was not expecting what timeline that. is this? What is this world? Yeah. Um, there was something else I really want to talk to you about, but I'll read out the results first. So okay. singles match where Chris Saban with Alex Shelley defeated Josh Alexander, who had Ethan Page in his corner, respectively. Um, next was Brian Myers defeating TJP. A singles match where Eric Young with Joe Doran defeated Cody Dina with cousin Jake in his corner. The... Next match in the first round of the Impact's, Impact's Knockout Tag Team Championship Tournament saw Ty Valkyrie and Rosemary defeating Diana Perazzo and Kimberly. A men's tag team match that saw uh, Chris Bay and Moose defeating Rich Swan and Willie Mack in the main event of the night. Um, now, were you watching this episode live on Twitch? No, I didn't. I, I actually, no, I take that back. I caught the last segment on Twitch live. Um, oh, wow. So, reportedly, they have an average of about 10,000 viewers for Impact Live on Twitch. 30 minutes in, they had 36,000 viewers before <laughs> climbing throughout the night. Now, Alex, please tell me you saw the classic WCW-style AEW ad. Oh yeah, yeah, oh. I did see that. Yes, the um, yeah, the backdrop was like very similar to the old World Championship Wrestling. Like the backdrop that that was in the background when Dusty Rhodes did his Hard Times promo. You know, it was just, it was just perfect. Also, Tony Khan was hilarious in that ad. Just did, so funny. Did they actually show up? A AEW phone number at one point flashing down the bottom. Oh, uh, something like that. And then um, Tony Khan's like, oh, I might buy Impact. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Tony, didn't <laughs> like Khan says to Shivani, hey, Tony, didn't you spend a cup of coffee in TNA? Yeah, I spent one night here and then I quit the business for 18 years. And then <laughs> Khan just goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were fantastic. Um, Tony Schiavone is also just one of the funniest guys. Like, I was, I listen to his podcast, and he's just so irreverent and hilarious. His and timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, he's just got great timing. Um, he's had a hell of a year. What a year from Schiavone. Um, moving on to actual impact stuff, Sammy Callahan replaced the broken eye video on Eddie Edwards from a few years ago. Yuck. Yeah. Yeah, yuck. Uh, 
main event Kenny Omega interview with Don Callis on the Omega Express with 52,000 viewers at its peak on Twitch Live. Like, they were very smart because I was like, oh, I thought to myself, oh, if they're going to do the Kenny segment, and I want to watch that live so I don't have that spoiled for me, but I don't have the time to watch the whole show. Oh, they'll probably play it in, like, the last 20 minutes or so and, like, bang on the dot, I'd sign in as this segment started. So they, these guys knew what they were doing. Everyone else jumped on at the exact same time. It was crazy. The chat was just insane because I was, like, keeping an eye on it, seeing what people were saying. And just a um, bunch of, like, Impact fanboys and AEW fanboys just yelling at each other and tearing each other to shreds for no reasons. I know you're at work and normally I don't text you, but there was one point where they've gone to commercial and because I've got the chat minimized and they've played the greatest moment in Impact history. Yep. Old Steiner math. And everyone, like I've popped back open the chat and everyone stopped arguing and started quoting along to it. Yeah, like Scott Steiner is what brings people together. Uh. Where is he nowadays? Is he, like, signed to NWA or GCW nah. or someone? Nah, uh, he had about a bad health earlier this year, but he also had a good cameo at Talking Shopper Mania, too. Uh, it is pretty much just winding down. Oh. He runs a restaurant in Georgia where he's from. He just does, you know, limited appearances in the, here and there. I, I think we need him to make a dynamite cameo. Oh, him and Lance Archer, book it. Oh, man. Like, just anyone that he can call fat would be great. Uh, let's see. Let's see. AEW roster. Uh, Chris Jericho, there you go. Yeah, but that's not something I want to see. I want to see him against someone he's probably never faced, like a younger guy. Um. I don't want to offend anyone, so I'm not going to say any of the younger guys. I'm just going to point out that Chris Jericho's fat so he can hang it on Jericho. Not that I'm a picture of health or nothing, but, jeez, Jericho. What Calm I down on the Grey Gooses, fella. From what I heard, you walked nearly 300Ks in 30 days. Uh, 302, thank you very much. <laughs> um, the only letdown of this show I felt was where was the go-home plot to final resolution this Sunday? I had no idea that was happening. So okay, I, my next I question is... I legitimately... Did I didn't watch it because <laughs> I didn't know it was on. <laughs> that was my next question. Did you even remember this was on? No, I, I didn't. Uh, admittedly, I went on Sunday to friend of the show, Warwick Thompson. He was playing in a 2020 cricket final. So I went and watched him play. Rutherglen Redlegs get the win in the A-reserve final. So laughing. Good work. And um, and I was watching him and I opened up my phone and saw results for final resolution. I was like, oh, I should probably be watching that. And... Yeah, I was saying that to someone that was next to me who also listens to the show, so shout out to Ryan. And he goes, oh, yeah, is that on? He's like, you're going to go watch that for your podcast? And I was like, 
Yeah, probably not. <laughs> At least you're honest. Um, yeah. I thought as a single show, much like the January 4th, 2010 show I did as a guest um, host for Post Wrestling where I came on and chose that show. Sorry again, John and Way. <laughs> this was a great episode of Impact. However, it built to nothing. It did nothing. It did it's nothing just... for next week. It did nothing for Impact in general. It did nothing for the pay-per-view that weekend. How, how on earth did they not say on this show that Kenny Omega was going to show up at Final Resolution again? You know, like, if anything, you got the most amount of viewers you've ever had on Twitch. Tell them to get your, get your app or whatever. Tell them to spend some money on news. Yeah, silly, silly buggers. Um, as a single episode, this was a great watch. However, as a uh, series building to the next week or even to the weekend, this was terrible. Thumbs down. What did you think of the Kenny Omega segment itself? Oh, yes. I suppose we only touched on the viewers and then moved on. Um, so he's in the bus with Don and they're ripping <laughs> They're ripping on Josh Matthews saying, yeah, go back to Stanford, kid. He's a stooge from Stanford. Yeah, and, like, talking about tough enough and, like, um, like Omega's talking about how he beat Ambrose for the title and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, Uh, little little subtle jab there at uh, good old uh, Dirty Deeds uh, Moxley. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I thought it was a really good sit-down interview. It peaked where it needed to. It was in the right place of the show. It's just the show was there as, like, once it finished, I'm like, oh, well, I don't even know what the hell's going on next week. And then, yeah, much like you said, I got home that day and went, oh, yeah, Impact was on today. I probably should watch that. <laughs> well, you're more dedicated than me because you said you probably should. I said I probably uh, man. Uh, um, yeah, for yourself, so impact. It, it was a great segment with Ken. The character development with these two. I think Don's fantastic on the mic, and sometimes Kenny can be a bit hit and miss on the mic, so it's good for him to have someone with him. Um, I did enjoy the segment, but in hindsight, knowing what happens on Dynamite, I wish they gave us something different. So, overall, thumbs down for Impact. Like, it it was a good segment, but then, well, we'll get into it when we talk about Dynamite. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we can both agree, as a, like, in a vacuum or going back five years from now and watching this, this will be one of those shows that stand out. But, I've decided this, this is going to mean nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have the benefit of hindsight, as I have already seen the next week's episode. We'll talk about that on the next wrap. Or am I on that one? I'm not. Um, You can if you want to pop in, or you can send me notes from your desk. Yeah, one of the two. (laughs) Um. So, having the benefit of hindsight, 
I love where they're going with Kenny Omega, but at the time, this just left me like, oh, what was the point of everything that happened? Yeah, 100% agree there, man. Um, Moving forward, we go to Thursday, December the 10th, 2020, for WWE NXT US. Starts off with a single match where Jake Atlas defeats Isaiah Swerve Bro Scott, a triple threat tag team match where the Grizzled Young Veterans, James Drake and Zach Gibson defeated Ever-Eyes, Chase Parker and Matt Marnell with Imperium, Fabian Nightmare and Marcel Bartel. Then a singles match where Tommaso Ciampa defeated Cameron Grimes before Pete Dunne defeated Killian Dane. And in the main event, uh, Big Lady called Raquel Gonzalez defeated Lone Wolf, Biker Girl, Ember Moon. <laughs> um, you can start if you want, my man. Um, I thought, like, bell to bell, this was a really strong, solid show. But I think you're going to touch on the same thing. Yeah. Like, it, it feels like everything's just, like, stagnant. Like, like we're not building to anything. Like, there's nothing to look forward to from this show anymore. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, I feel... Although, I will say, the Carrion Cross return, like, they made him look like a million bucks. I thought that was fantastic as well. But it's just like... I don't know. He hasn't even been gone long enough for me to really miss him, even though, you know, it was... He had to vacate the title and he got a fairly bad injury. I'm not disparaging that. Just doesn't feel like he's been gone that long, you know? Is he actually uh, clear to wrestle now? Reportedly so. Uh, I'm sure they wouldn't have had him get physical with the people that he got physical with if he wasn't cleared. But you never know. Yeah, I'm only asking because we saw one company have someone appear basically every week and do nothing while they were, quote, cleared, unquote, and ended up having one of the worst cinematic matches of the year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you just reminded me. I need to add that to a certain list. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, I think NXT is all right. It's just dragging it's lost its spark it had when it was only one hour the sensation of uh having less to make you want more is gone and uh, so much pointless hot shotting gimmicky title change swappy bullcrap has led to just stagnant and the women's title when was the last time that was defended in, in like a prominent match not not a mid-card nothing match, like an actual prominent match. Halloween Havoc? Against Candice. Yeah, tables, ladders, and scares. I think that was the last was... time. That that was the end of October. Was that announced beforehand that it was going to be Candice? That's the only thing I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, that that was built up for Oh, bit. that's right. It was, it was the gimmick that was um, announced that night, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been a couple of months now, almost a couple of months, and feels like you don't have anything for your champ, even though you've got an absolutely loaded women's division. How can you not figure out something for your champ? 
Also, I hate the Tony Storms are heel. Yeah. I, I don't want to boo her. I completely forgot to go and ask um, around, but I'm sure if I did, I could find where in the MCW archives the uh, certain matches. Yeah. Um, yeah, thumbs down for me this week. It, there's not enough meat on the bone to justify two hours this week, I thought. Yeah, like I said, this was like bell to bell, a sensational show, but there's just something missing. I'm going to be a little nicer and give it thumbs in the middle. Now think about it, because I did enjoy the bell to bell, but yeah, there's just, I don't know what it is. It feels like we've constantly been in the first act of a three-act play for the past, like, two to three months. I'd but, say since like, In Your House, just about for some of these titles. Yeah, especially, like, the stuff with the Undisputed Era as well. And now Bobby Fish is injured, so God knows what's going to happen with the Undisputed Era story. Like... It felt like they were going in a direction, then they dropped it for a bit so Pat McAfee and his mates can come hang out and jump off cages and all that sort of good stuff. Um, And then they sort of dropped the tension in the Undisputed Era, and now Bobby Fish is injured, so they probably can't do exactly what they were going to do. Yeah. Who knows exactly what the hell's going on there? Just call him up. Just call him up. Call Adam Cole up. Call call up Adam Cole to Raw or, or SmackDown and send Roderick Strong to the show Adam Cole doesn't go to. Keep Kyle O'Reilly in NXT and let him be a main event guy and, I don't know, you remember give Bobby Fish the coach's role or something. He's old enough now. You remember who defeated um, old Mr. Cole for the uh, double championship? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Where was he this past week? Oh, yeah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose he's doing better than the old uh, Bo Lee. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the, there's definitely guys that that are doing a, a bit worse than him, but yeah, I don't know, just up Adam Cole or something. It'll freshen up at least one of your shows. Yeah. Oh, man, uh, thumbs down, thumbs sideways for Alex. We go to the same day, Wednesday, the 10th of December, for All Elite Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. Starts with a non-title tag team match where the Young Bucks... Matt and Nick Jackson defeat the Hybrid 2 and Helico and Jack Evans. A tag team match where FTR, Cash Wheeler and Dax Hardwood with Tully Blanchard defeated the Varsity Blondes, Brian Pillman Jr. and Giff Garrison. A singles match where Dustin Rhodes defeated Lee jo- A singles match where Dustin Rhodes with Lee Johnson defeated 10. A six-man tag team match where Butcher and the Blade with Eddie... God damn it. A six-man tag team match where the team of The Butcher, The Blade, and Eddie Kingston with The Bunny defeated the Lucha Brothers, Penta Alzira Merdo, and Ray Phoenix with, along with 
Lance Archer, who had Jake the Snake Roberts in their corner, a singles match where Abaddon defeated Trisha Price, and in the main event, the Dynamite Diamond Ring match, MJF with the Inner Circle defeated Orange Cassidy with the best friends in his corner. Alex, did you happen to catch the ratings this week? Insane. Like, they did insane for the Winter Is Coming show, which was, like, uh, the Winter Is Coming show got, like, 990-something thousand, and I was like, that's really good, but they're not going to keep that for the next week. They beat it the next week. Just insane. Yeah. Um, I suppose we can talk about it later in the week, but... Yeah, what the hell can NXT do to try to combat this? What they win by like three hundred thousand this week? Uh, yeah, like close to four hundred, really. Um, yeah, it's a shame because NXT does have the talent to beat these sort of guys, but. Man, I, I just want this to be more of a neck-and-neck neck thing. I want this to be shows to be can't miss. But really, like, what's the point in watching NXT at the moment? They'll try to bump up their ratings by giving us some pointless gimmick matches, and that's their tactic. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. They've, they haven't built up a lot of stuff well and now they're paying for it yeah and like there was a time where AEW felt like I could miss it but now like we're in this stage of like oh everything's slowly coming together storyline wise like things that were teased like a year ago are finally starting to happen like the Omega heel to the Omega heel turn, like the Young Bucks, you know, now they're tag champs. You got, you know, you got everything going on within a circle, and now you bring in Sting. Like no matter how old he is, like Sting was like one of the top guys in the industry when the industry had its most eyes on it in the company that was beating Vince McMahon. So yeah. he was the top guy, in the top babyface in charge of beating Vince for 83 weeks. So guy is a draw, no matter how old he gets. Um, so yeah. I have the ratings here in front of me for the past three weeks. Uh, 25th of November. Jesus, Sorry. 25th of November in the viewership was a dead heat, 712,000 apiece. The yeah. 2nd of December, NXT, 658,000. AEW, 913,000. On 913, that's what it was. Yep. This past week, the 12th of December. Uh, sorry. Oh, it's because it's American dates, for God's sake. This past week, the 9th of December, NXT, 659,000, up 1,000. AEW, 
995,000 up almost 80,000. Um, 82,000. Wow. There is one positive in that is that there's people watching that week that weren't watching the week before. So that's a good thing for wrestling. So hooray to that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, AEW's on a roll at the moment. I just really hope they don't do what every wrestling company does and just like give up on being creative over Christmas. Who, AEW? Yeah, I hope they don't do what like, you know, how WWE does like Christmas Raw and Christmas SmackDown, which is just completely missable shows where they just do nothing that progresses any storylines. I hope AEW doesn't do something like that over the holidays. Um, they may or may not this year, depending on when they're taping. Uh, it'll be the 23rd and the 30th are the Wednesdays. SmackDown yeah, yeah. is the 25th, so they have a Christmas Day SmackDown and a oh, first, the New Year's Day SmackDown. Those shows oh, are going to Oh, God. Yeah, they're going to be complete write-offs. Oh, God. So, yeah, so it'll be Boxing Day for us, that SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there should be some cricket on, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I thought, thumbs up this week. AEW's building well. Uh, and Cody and Sting was a good little segment. Oh, Cody and Sting was fantastic. Sting. And making Tony say, it's Sting! Like, that just tugged at my heartstrings. This WCW boy at heart was just like, Jumping over the moon. Yeah. Um, what do you say? Thumbs up or? Oh, yeah. Thumbs up. All the way up. Fair enough. Uh, from there, we go to Saturday, December the 12th, 2024. WWE SmackDown starts off with a singles match. Dolph Ziggler with Robert Roode defeats Montez Ford with Angelo Dawkins. A non-title match where Sami Zayn defeated Big E for a countout. A tag team match where the right to tit squad, Liv Morgan and Ruby right to tit, defeated Billy Kay and Natalia. Wasn't Natalia on Raw with no, her best friend in the team boat? No, she she broke up with Lana the night of the draft and then got drafted to SmackDown. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, as you should. <laughs> a tag team match where Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura defeated the team of uh, Shorty, Chad Gable, and Otis. And then the main event of the evening, just because you didn't get enough interference earlier, the WWE SmackDown Women's, uh, SmackDown Women's Championship match, Kamala defeats Sasha Banks, the champion, by disqualification so she doesn't win the title. Oh, my God. Alex, take it away. All right. So we are inevitably going to get really negative about this show. So before we do that, I want to talk about the positives. So we're building this Bianca Belair-Bailey feud. We're building Carmella versus Sasha. 
We're doing something where the right squad's con- consistently getting wins and they're doing something where it looks like they might be tag tile contenders down the road. And we're consistently doing something with Billy Kay every week as well. And that's on a two-hour SmackDown. So why is it on the three-hour Raw we only get one women's feud? Yeah, don't ask me. We can talk. I don't yeah. want to talk about but I think we'll have to. Um, yeah, I'm just saying. At least, like, oh, my Smackdown's God, I just realised that Billy's getting more TV time than Peyton, really. I told you this. I told you, like, I said at some point on this show that Billy Kay's going to have a longer career in the WWE just because of her acting ability and her character work. I think Peyton Royce should be the biggest star out of the two. But, like, I can see Billy Kay, like, and I don't mean this in any disrespect to Billy Kay, but having, like, a Santino or a Hornswoggle-like run where she's consistently in the company for years just doing goofy skits and she'll make a killing doing it. Yeah. Yeah, it could be quite possible. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Um, sure, what let's talk saying, about it. Oh, so what I was saying is that SmackDown does their women's division right. Like, at least as good as they can. But, like, their choices of women to put in top spots might be questionable at times. But they're doing the right thing, and I absolutely love the Bianca Bailey feud. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree there too. Um, Jeez, Carmella's not an interesting contender, is she? She used to have like a distinct character, and now they've just brought her back to be like every female heel in history. Yeah, um, it's not good. You know uh, what else isn't good? More Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode title match, probably. Yeah, um, don't get me wrong. I'm not an idiot. Dolph Ziggler's a sensational wrestler. Robert Roode's a fantastic wrestler as well. But these two together just ain't it, fam. <laughs> it ain't it. Um... And it feels like we've seen a combination of like the Street Profits and Ziggler and Rude just wrestle for like years already. <laughs> it yeah. just feels never ending. <laughs> oh my God, this whole bloody year with whoever the Street Profits is with just felt never ending from WrestleMania, hasn't it? Yeah. Oh man, let's not forget the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits. <sighs> No, <laughs> I wish I had, but now it's back. You Was have it? to remember it because we've got a special show coming up soon. <laughs> You're cute. You? Not so much. That stuff was actually funny, though. Whatever uh, happened I... to that girl with Angel Garza? Did Retribution just kidnap her and she never showed back up? Oh, my God. I think you're right. <laughs> I think Retribution <laughs> just murdered a woman. 
Oh, what was her name? Her name was um Demi. It was like Demi Burnett because so, it was similar to the Rhea's Adelaide name. Oh yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Um, wow, wow. Okay, I'll completely dumped me. So let's get back into SmackDown. Yeah, is Sami Zayn's is Sami Zayn like WWE's answer to Toriano now? Toriano, like, yeah. he does like all the Toriano spots now, like just trying to get a win by countout or DQ or whatever. Like that's his gimmick now, and I'm kind of here for it. <laughs> yeah. Um. To me, there was not enough. Saving Grace this week for SmackDown, uh, thumbs down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, absolutely carrying the show on their back, as you would probably say. They yep. can't do enough. They can't do enough to carry this show. Yeah. Um. Oh, man, speaking of a show that wasn't carried <laughs> by its own company. Yeah. Impact Wrestling Final Resolution or tune in if you remember. <laughs> For fuck's sake, TNA. TNA, TNA, TNA. Yeah, whoa. whoa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, hang on. I just read something on your results. I didn't even know that happened. Wow. Okay. Why? Oh, <laughs> Old School's Rules match. Tommy Dreamer defeats Larry D. A tag team match where Havoc and Nevaeh defeat Team C-Stars Ashley Vox and Demi Exo. A tag team match where Caleb with a K and Tennille Dashwood defeat Alicia Edwards and Eddie Edwards. A singles match with special referee Kira Hogan. Hernandez defeated Falabar. A singles match where Eric Young with Joe Doran defeats Rhino. For the Impact X Division Championship, Manic defeats Rahit Raju, the champion. So Manic is your new X Division champion. In the Impact's Knockout Championship, Diana Perazzo with Kimberly defeated Rosemary, who had tired by her side. A singles match where Carl Anderson defeats Ethan Page, who had Josh, who had Josh Alexander in his corner. And in the main event, the Impact World Championship, Rich Swan, the champion, defeated Chris Bay. Alex, you have questions? Manic. Why? Oh, you know, Rahit Raju refused a uh, a rematch to a certain Filipino wrestler. Yeah, uh, I know. Said certain just... Filipino wrestler used to play Manic. Yeah, I know. It's just like, oh. Oh, man. Like, at least, mate. Like, who cares? <laughs> I, I thought Rohit Raju was actually having a pretty good run. Did he need to lose the title? Yeah, no. No, uh, I thought I thought you can get it about six months more out of that title reign, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. It's... I thought... I thought, oh... You know what? TJP's doing a lot with uh, the old New Japan of America. Maybe they're not going to keep him in impact and uh, he'll go do elsewhere stuff. No. 
No. <laughs> no, well, yeah, Impact's weird. <laughs> yeah, Impact's uh, for weird. Sh- for the sheer fact this event had so much and so little announced, thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, honestly, nothing on that show, like on that card, looks like I should go out of my way to watch, except for maybe the main event could have been a banger. Like Chris uh, Bay versus Richard Blonde. Isn't Hernandez your guy? <laughs> Against uh, Falabar, your guy? Falabar's my guy. I'll I'll claim that. Okay. Hernandez was my guy like in 2008. Ah, when he had like those Mexican trunks on, like the trunks that, like in the color of the Mexican flag. That was my guy. When Hernandez was teaming up with Matt Morgan. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, thumbs down. Terrible, terrible show. Promote your show, and then it might be somewhat anticipated to be enjoyable. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we go to Tuesday, December 15th, 2020, for Ring of Honor Television, number 400 and something. 81, I believe. <laughs> I've been busy. <laughs> uh, did you watch? I did not, unfortunately. Oh, well, you missed Mark Briscoe and PCO teaming up to defeat my favourite Ring of Honor tag team, the Bouncers, Brian Malonis and the Beer City Bruiser. And then the main event, Josh Woods lost to some guy, Philip Gordon? 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 Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Philippe Get Gone or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, this is still... Pretty much nothing <laughs> happening, slowly building to final battle. I'm just looking at your notes and it just says things I learned. Still nothing happening. <laughs> I mean, like we said, oh, okay, maybe a few weeks after the, the tournament, they're going to start bringing people in and then slowly get the wheels turning for stuff. And nope. <laughs> Sounds just like matches for the sake of matches and. These pure like, rules ma- matches, matches are, are great. Yeah, go on. These these pure rules matches they're having are pretty much matches for the sake of matches. Yeah. And like like good matches are, are good, but without stories. Yeah. Oh man. Um thumbs down. I think oh well, I think. I hope. <laughs> Once we get past final battle, we'll be uh, moving to something of importance with the company, but I'm not sure. Alex, did you have time for Raw? I did. I Alex. watched this whole thing live. Did you have time for after shows on Raw, such as post wrestling, Sunday night main event, Wrestling Observer Radio, or others? I listen to post-wrestling, as you know. (laughs) Okay. Oh, man. You can fill me on on what those guys said. Uh, I haven't listened to that. I haven't listened to uh, Rwanda Raw from this week yet, but (laughs) I'm still still catching up on my podcast, but yeah. Okay. Uh, Start off with a singles match where AJ Styles with Omos defeated Sheamus. A six-man tag team match where the Hurt Business 
Bobby Lashley, Shel- uh, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin with MVP defeated Jeff Hardy and the New Day team of Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods with old stoner bro Matt Riddle by ringside. A singles match where Lana defeated Nia Jax in under a minute and then Lana got destroyed afterwards. A two-on-one handicap match where John Morrison and The Miz defeated Keith Lee. A mm. singles match where Mace, who's old mate, and Reckoning, <laughs> who's what's-his-name, and Slappy, who's Shane Fawn, and T-Bar, who's How You Going, defeated Ricochet. Yeah, I don't care about any of these people anymore. I only remember Slappy as an Aussie. Oh, man. Uh, Dana Brooke then defeated Shayna Baszler, who had Night Jacks by ringside, but it was only by DQ. Uh, old Stoner Bro Matt Riddle defeated MVP in the main event of Raw. Things I learned Raw is snore. Take it away, Alex. Um, so I did watch this live. And honestly, I thought AJ Styles and Sheamus had a really good match. Um, Sheamus has quietly been having, like, really good matches every week for the past, like, month or so on Raw. Just no one cares. But he's having, like, really good matches. Um, And, like, I honestly thought the first hour of this show was pretty good. And then it just dragged and just, ugh. It just became nothing, like... The fact that you don't even have in your notes that someone got burnt alive and then popped out of a box completely unscathed, like just tells you about how much how much stuff happens on this show that's completely forgettable. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I completely agree there. I I didn't even remember that until yeah. you just mentioned it. Yeah, like Randy Orton sets Bray Wyatt on fire in a box or like something. I can't can't even remember what it was. And then the fiend comes out and attacks Randy Orton. Fantastic. Um, Yeah, whatever. Uh, Bray Wyatt had a really fun backstage interaction with Riddle. (laughs) I thought it was hilarious. Uh, Riddle is completely a comedy act, but I think he's fantastic at it. I find him quite entertaining. He sounds like a horrible human outside of the ring, but seems fun to watch. Um, yeah, besides that, what's the point in this show? <laughs> yeah, uh, thumbs down. Um, um, uh, actually, I... actually... The opening segment, the Nightmare Before TLC with The Miz and Morrison and AJ Styles and, like, John Morrison dressed up as William Wallace from Braveheart. I thought thought John Morrison was hilarious. Like, like AJ Styles pretends to hit him in the back and goes, I'll be back! He just, it was very funny in it. And, like, 11 years ago, John Morrison did a segment on SmackDown before a TLC pay-per-view, very coincidental, where he was going to have a match against Drew McIntyre. 
and John Morrison dressed up exactly like this. So either it's a throwback or they completely forgot and just redid the whole segment. Yeah, I hated that thing. Oh, okay. I I like stupid things every now and then. (laughs) Yeah, I know that. Um, (laughs) Now, you said you haven't listened to uh, any sort of uh, podcasters, news sections. Uh, What about your group? Um. We had a bit of banter about how we all thought John Morrison was pretty funny. Um, we had a bit of a laugh at Bobby Lashley spilling milk on the, pouring milk on the person backstage, but all he did in the process was spill all the milk all over his own nice, really nice expensive suit. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah, it was, just made Lashley look like an idiot. Yeah, uh, we don't talk about anything of any significance. We just point out little silly things we enjoy. <laughs> um, now, I know you're not subscribed to uh, Wrestling Observer. They do put up a free clip every now and then on YouTube. Yeah, go check out Alvarez losing his mind to this Raw. <laughs> oh, okay, I, I will. Because AEW outdrew Raw in the key demo. Yeah, and from what I understand, like, this Raw got, like, 1.5 million or something overall. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're talking, like... Yeah, 1.4, I believe. We're talking, like, Impact Aces and Eights feud rating Once, numbers. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, like... Ah, oh, Aces and Eights. That was, that was one of the clips. During oh, really? the, the old bully Ray turn. <laughs> Brooks there by the ringside going, I hate you. And Hogan's going, Why'd you do it? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Yeah. yeah, let's go and watch that and not watch this Raw again. Yeah. I would gladly watch that cage match again where Bully Ray becomes Impact World Champion than this, this- Raw again. This was a go-home show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where was the go-home to... What was it? Table, ladders, and crap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what the C stands no, for. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I had scrolled far no, enough had, down on my notes and completely we, forgot we again. Had a, we had our champion and victor ceremony to close Raw. Oh, boy. The championship ascension ceremony where they put the title and hang it up. That's how you go home, ladies and gents. That'll bring in the ratings. That'll really put the bums in the seats. You really should have sold my championship Connor and Victor ceremony joke a little bit better, but I'll let you off. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The, The ascension... Finally in the main event. Oh, my God. Do you remember what Stardust called his IC title at the time? What? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, I wish I remembered. He either won the IC title or that, or he was chasing it and was calling it something. Some galaxy-type pun. I can't remember. The Cosmic Wasteland? No, that was their team. 
yeah. what he actually referred to the championship as. Uh, I have no idea why you're even bringing this up. Because <laughs> you brought up the Ascension. Well, they main evented Raw this week. Yeah, they wish. Ah, calms down. Go to hell, Raw. I hate you. Yeah. Anywho, uh, what do you call that thing? TV champion. Take it away, Alex. Yeah. Um, I think I need to get a bit more serious with my picks for the TV champion. I think last week I picked Tony Schiavone. Um, so this week I'm going to pick a legit TV champion of the week. Um, MJF. That's a really good choice. Uh, I love... Even though a heap of shenanigans got involved, I love the inner circle like ultimatum segment. I loved everything the inner circle was a part of this week. I loved MJF the most out of all that stuff too. So yeah, I have to give it to him. He's on fire. He's finally getting um oh Moxley feud. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, anything else you had uh, need to add to your choice there? No, I'll just leave that at that. Um, yeah, MJF, just, I, I don't know, put a title on him of something. Like, give him the TNT title or something. Sure, why the hell not? Yeah. Um, for myself, I chose Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone for their Impact AEW ad. This might be the first time anyone's gone back to back. Yeah. Picked by different people and going back to back. Because last week, Tony Schiavone was mine. I'm pretty sure he was. Yep. And this week, he's part of yours as well. Um, no, I love that. You got the joke pick this week. <laughs> ah, <laughs> be... You got the dud. Um, you you actually bring up a good point. That segment did rule. I love Tony Khan in that segment so much. I just want I just want to like sit down, like have a coffee, and just like nerd out over wrestling with Tony Khan. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a fun chat. Oh. Yeah. Things you could learn about how he quit the business for those 18 years and why. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, Khan or Shivani. Let me sit down with either one of those two. Oh, man. Uh, so from there, upcoming pay-per-views were uh, December the 18th sees Ring of Honor Final Battle. December 20th will see Tables, Ladders and chairs uh new year we'll see january 4th wrestle kingdom night one tokyo dome january 5th wrestle kingdom night two tokyo dome january 6th uh new japan new year dash it's always worded so weird yeah uh january 16th impact hard to kill because tna will never die yeah, it, it's honestly a really good name for a pay-per-view, though, for Impact. 
It is. It's so yeah. good, but so stupid at the same time. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, anything else uh, before we say adieu to the good listeners? Oh, man, we've got a pay-per-view this... We've got two pay-per-views this weekend. I'm probably going to watch them both. Um, Please don't. Some, <laughs> Enjoy your gonna, time out of the house. Someone's going to need to check in on me. <laughs> yes, uh, the uh, the red cage has been lifted. You are no longer in the, inso- in the asylum of lockdown. Yes, yes. I'm no longer homicide struggling to climb out. <laughs> oh, God, didn't we watch that one? Oh, no, I watched that one because that's where Hardy debuts. Yep. <laughs> yeah, watching, yeah, watching two shows in a six-month span from that era is kind of jarring to see where they were heading and where they did head. Yeah. Man, I, I think we're going to have to do another TNA review soon. Yeah. Um. So where can the good humans find you, Conter? Hey, you can find me at Fruity is Alex on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find us at WrestleOzStar with an A-U-S uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Search us up on Facebook, Wrestling WrestlingOzStyle. And where can the good humans find you, sir? Yeah, I'm Chris Funder as well. You can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling WrestlingOzStar archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher and TuneIn. Nothing left to say, but good day and we'll speak to you next time. Uh I'm really struggling to come up with interesting things to say at the end of this. So I'm still marking out over Sting. So I'm just going to do another. It's Sting! Because, you know. Don't you mean. It's Sting! God, that was terrible. There you are, Ryan. Enjoy that for your holidays. Yeah. uh... (laughs) I, I got a sleeping girlfriend in another room. I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh boy, I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs>